Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. It's funny. We've been chatting for a long time, um, but not about the episode about other things because you know we are <laughs> friends outside of the bachelor what what like sometimes I kind of remind myself I'm like actually Jess and I know each other outside the context of this insane show and world and universe nation um so. for one year shy of a decade six months shy of a decade just <laughs> how insane I is actually that? shut the fuck up how you feel about that oh my god yeah because I'm gonna have my 10-year high school reunion this year should I go I kind of want to go because I'm definitely cool I'm a queer we're having one I'm like a yeah exactly like I want to I like kind of showing off but I'm I'm interesting I think I'm like an astrologer I have a podcast (laughs) I'm a private chef I live in New York City I'm queer now with a girlfriend and I just kind of want to go flirt with everybody because I'm that person. Also, I'm hot now. Like I wasn't not hot then, but everybody thought that I, you know, you're the band geek who's like taller than most boys because they still haven't hit their hit their spot. Oh, do you want to literally could have cast? Oh, oh, yeah. You don't I have to. Could, no, I guess we could do that because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah, because the tea is annoying, but funny. <laughs> so I've got three things that I can think of. Okay, uh, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably for more than What's your third? What's your third? So Cause... I've got um, the reconciliation of the most attention hoary couple that's ever come out of this franchise. Um, yeah. That was one of them. And I use the I use the term whore affectionately, but you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, attention um, whore because Instagram follower whore, yeah. <laughs> and then um Matt James's statement and then Chris Harrison's cameo. That's okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and the cameo the was the one I forgot about, even though I yeah. like listened to yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we want to do first? Let's go. Let's do the matt and chris stuff and then let's talk about Daniel. okay <laughs> and we'll, we'll okay. do the lighter shit at the end okay. okay um go for it do you want to go for it what do you want to do go for it okay oh 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 i used new brine in my dirty martini and mm. i it was i was pleasantly surprised but it had a kick that i was not expecting oh mm. okay <laughs> anyway sorry <laughs> sorry um so we've got um we'll start with chris mm, yeah mm, we'll do like some we'll yeah, do like yeah, 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 yeah. lighter heavier yeah yeah you get what i'm saying uh so we have chris harrison who as many of us know if you don't know feel free to go check out his instagram while it's still up i'm sure it'll be deleted at some point um maybe six months from now but Chris Harrison put out his statement saying that he'd be stepping aside from the franchise and kind of taking time to reflect and learn and do all of those things that they include when they make these written empty promises. So he, of course, naturally um, didn't take a step away from Cameo because why would he? ABC is not affiliated with his fucking Cameo. Like that's something he does on his own fucking time. But anyway, so his price was initially $500 for a fucking cameo. And you had to wait because he was so booked up. And now- it's so much price- money. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's not, 
it's not like a lot of money to a celebrity who's got a lot of who gets paid you know a shitload of money from a tv franchise and multiple shows that you host but yes exactly. it's a lot of money to a single person who just wants him to say hi yeah and them. also he is booked and busy seemingly from cameo booked and busy so why would you need anyway Anyway, anyway, so he dropped his prices initially. All he did was drop his prices. And then after he got these um, call outs about like lots of knock, 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 stories. Excuse me, sir. Define stepping aside, please. And then all of a sudden he was not available on Cameo and was like, okay, okay. So maybe I should like actually step aside. Like maybe I should actually like read Oh, I don't you know. mean I actually have to disappear entirely from the internet? I just thought that I could like, <laughs> yeah like you know be quiet Basically. for a couple days and do my own thing off instagram what i can't do stuff off instagram you're not gonna let me do that either Ugh. okay fine I guys just, fine yeah. i'll go and hang out with my bae lauren zima whatever <laughs> it was just incredibly disappointing and it just goes to show that like we've been saying it we i listen my big call i, I don't know if we talked about this in the last episode or if this is something you and i discussed privately but like more video apologies, please. I want to see your fucking face. I, I want to see your expressions. I don't want to read what Lori K wrote. I don't fucking care about what Lori K has written for these people. I want to like see what you think. I want to see your like. Mm-mm-mm. There could be a whole podcast in and of that itself. It's like shitty fake apologies that are pointless, and like the fact that people eat them up is infuriating to me. It fills me with rage. Um, but yeah, so hopefully now he's actually taking the time to reflect, although we don't have high hopes because it's shallow and it's empty, as is yeah. Chris Harrison by definition. So, Well, yeah, I mean, I just, he's not going to be someone that steps aside. He's not going to be someone who actively, like, I mean, my thought, I don't remember if I said this on the last episode or if I said this to a t- somebody talking about this. I think he's going to try and not get fired, but then retire in like two seasons. You know what I mean? He's going to try to make it look like where he leaves on his own accord because he probably doesn't want to be the subject of like, wow, you didn't get fired. Like, fuck you. Like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want that Instagram. Hey, he's a Leo. He's a Leo at the end of the day, everybody. So very much what you think about him. Exactly. And not only that, he's like, this is really, a, this is kind of annoying to say. I mean, I I feel already annoyed saying this about him, but the one soft spot in his little chart is that Cancer Venus, because that's something that also very much cares about the opinions of people. So he's a rich, dumb fucking motherfucker racist for saying that shit on the interview. I just don't think that he's, He's, yeah, he's not capable to just be like, fuck you. I'm going to just keep being the host of my show. And I don't give a shit. No, he's going to find a way to make it look like it's not as bad for him. And that he's leaving on his own because that's who I see Chris Harrison as being. However, who fucking knows? Maybe the show will have the balls to fire him. I just don't. Think I think so. they will. I don't really. Think I think that. I, I think. And this is okay. Okay. This is the thing that comes from like. I don't want to say watching too much TV. Like parents are so worried about their kids picking up violence and stuff, but no, your kids are going to pick up like social dysfunction because 
I, the way that I look at it now and like the layers, I, I'm that meme of that woman with all the fucking numbers flying around, like the yes lady, yes. because yes, as far as I see it, like Chris <laughs> I Harrison, felt like that yesterday on the fucking- that's how I fucking feel when I think about this. Cause like, so Chris Harrison is the face of the franchise. Right. But like at the end of the day, it's a business and like ABC, if, if, if I think that if there's a room of executives that are meeting in private and they sit there and they say, okay, like this is kind of serious. Like people are taking this pretty seriously. Like it's not blowing over as quickly as we thought it would. Like it's actually continuing to pick up traction. So like maybe yep. this is something serious. Getting I have no doubt in my mind that they would sit there and they would say, we have the opportunity to throw one singular person under the bus. Like, I think that they're going to sit there and say, like, he's catching most of the heat. Like, we can actually probably, like, cover our asses if we placate them just like they did with having Matt be the bachelor. And, like, maybe that was premeditated prior to all of the business in some degree, and maybe it wasn't. But no one can really argue the fact that there was this upright there was this like call to action like give us diversity give us our fucking black bachelor like an enough is enough and yeah. they sat there and were like uh okay here's matt james so they really don't have an issue listening they don't have an issue hearing well maybe they have an issue listening but they don't have an issue hearing they can hear us at the volume at which we are speaking and really? they have no issue giving us what we ask for because in their mind there's st- they still have this like pedestal they still have this position of power like okay like we'll fire chris harrison like they'll still watch the show and we can still get away with this shit so i think that they will fire him as long as like like i said like if this keeps kept like gaining momentum like if this keeps at like the rate that it's going i think that they'll be like oh shit okay like if we have a chance to like yeah save our asses by fucking over chris harrison like sorry chris you've been a loyal employee but like as we as we definitely did say last week there are i can walk down the street in LA and throw a fucking rock and find just a bland and talentless white man anywhere (laughs) anywhere yeah it's literally not about it's not about uh walk into any vegan cafe and look for a middle-aged man and you'll fucking find exactly who you're looking for yeah I mean I think that I think that uh um I don't know. I definitely think that the show could live without Chris Harrison. Um, and For I sure. actually do think that, uh, you know, here is the at least once an episode shout out to Game of Roses. Um, but, Bachelor, you. but Bachelor Clues puts it best when he described it as like every sport has a moment where they're like commissioner or even like kind of down to, in my opinion, like a coach, like someone who's a very heavily influential figure in a sport franchise whichever it may be it goes under something like the team and the sport live on past that person like that coach that commissioner that whatever because it's the game that people like it does not have anything to do with the, the players or the uh or the coach and that being said, it has nothing to do with the contestants of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and it has nothing to do with Chris Harrison. It has everything to do with the game. The fact that we love watching people compete to be in love with someone. It's fascinating and interesting, and we have grown to love it as a collective society who is engaging in reality Well, that's television. it. It's like, <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, I... 
the concept of the butterfly effect and like taking a philosophy class, like really not that those two are related, even though they are whatever. Um, (laughs) You're like, I'm kind of really fucking ruined me though. Cause then you sit there and you walk it back where it's like, yeah, like the game will live on, but it's like the game is only the game because of the viewers. If the viewers wanted to see something different, to shout game of roses out again the pit yeah. would fucking provide if yes. we sat there and we said we like if collectively the majority of bachelor nation viewers turned around and said like we want survival style eliminations they wouldn't placate us and give it to us but they would find a way to work it in and give us more drama like they yeah. would give us maybe i mean they've tried not exactly they, what I we mean, want but they would give us what we want but think about it they have even tried ways already to spice it up and make it totally different like they had you know, and we hate it all. Yeah, literally like two bachelorettes <laughs> on one season competing to be the bachelorette, and then one of them wins on that for the first night because the guys voted for the one they liked better. I hated that. Oh. That was so shitty because that's literally like, <laughs> men, you can pick which woman you. And want. also, they chose like, Caitlin Bristow, so let's talk about that. I mean, whatever. But that—that's because they were. I think all of that shit was planned like it wasn't I don't have any doubt in my mind that they were not planning to make Caitlin Bristow the bachelorette they were just doing that to uh a ruin the other woman's life I think her name was Brittany uh it was something with a b I was actually just reading about this recently this just 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 came up on something that I was looking at oh hiccups but anyway um so yeah, Chris Harrison, get off Cameo, shut the fuck up, and uh, actually just, do something to better yourself. Stop yeah, come on. Check. At least, at least Rachel's been seen on her stories, um, reading the book "Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man." So I cannot remember where this came from, and I'm sorry that I don't have a source. But someone put it perfectly, and 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 this is something that like we knew. We yeah. knew, look, we, as soon as we saw this picture, we knew that this was the case, but like this was put and worded so well, where it's like, if you are caring enough about her to be watching what she's doing, it was strategically placed so that you would find it because you are looking hard enough. No, But if you are I'm- one of her followers who doesn't think she did anything wrong, it was not the focus of the photo. So you would think that she's just enjoying her matcha and living her fucking life. But yes. to the people that are sitting there like, okay, so is she bettering herself? You see that there is a book there. So it's like a very... Sh- no, I was going to say was like... Strategically placed. I, I do not for one second believe that was just a casual photo that she had no it thought behind that she was yeah, just taking completely. a picture of her drink no 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 honestly like because you have was, books stacked so, and this just so, so happened actually, to be open actually let me give a really really good comparison example here for a moment at give least me. this is what i think which is going down to astrology okay and again disclaimer astrology and your chart and whatever sign does not make you racist however racist people or people who do racist things have a chart and they react to things and they do things based on their chart it's not to say that like the racism is because of the zodiac sign it is because of the fact that like they just respond to something they respond to any kind of accusation like this because they are this sign it has nothing to do with the racism so yeah whatever disclaimer just for anybody who's newly listening, because it's hometowns, you never know. Maybe people listening in. So, um, 
Caitlin, you mentioned Caitlin Bristow, right? So remember when Caitlin Bristow had her little uh, oopsie daisy with um, using Chelsea's story about her hair to sell hair vitamins and then being extremely dramatically obvious on her Instagram on purpose How to be like, look at this look i'm watching the hair documentary about that black hair that everybody knows okay. i am taking notes i am learning and listening i'm donating my money for my profits i'm doing all this okay so that stuff is like so in your face it's so forward it is so direct that like she's she is and and, and it feels cringy right because it's a lot and she's like she's trying to like really really press it out there right so that she's a Gemini, right? An air sign. And the Gemini is kind of like, Geminis are like, look, I'm learning. Literally listening and learning is should be a Gemini phrase. <laughs> because literally listening, learning, those are two things that Geminis love to do. And Geminis love to learn a new fact. And Geminis love to watch a documentary and take notes. So the fact that she's doing that on her Instagram story to prove like that's the Gemini reaction, the air sign. Another air sign, Rachel Kirkconnell, she is a Libra. So Libras are do known to be the scales and needing to have something to be, um, to balance, right? And so with Rachel, she's out here on her Instagram being really subtle. She's trying not to be as obvious as Caitlin Bristow when she's dealing with her racism moment. So she's gonna be, like we've said, she's going to Libra design the most perfect shot and aesthetic and very subtle look because like you said she's working for two audiences here she's working for her normal audience of people who don't give a fuck about what she's reading and are not going to analyze her photos just love her and like her stuff and want her to follow her because she's an influencer or don't give a fuck that she's MAGA second she's like you said she's playing to the people who are looking and are like oh that's what this is here we go so that's that Libra being like, look, I'm trying to play and appease everybody here. I'm not trying to make a very overt statement about look at the book I'm reading to learn about what this is. I'm showing you my pretty green drink and you get to see a, a, a scattered pile of books in the background, but one of them has a very, very distinct cover. You can't even read what it is. It's just the cover. Like... Honestly, it was, it was, it was, it was a very Libra it expert was, move. Like, yeah, incredible. It, it, and I'm not complimenting her because expect. I agree and like this. I'm just complimenting the astrology of this. Like, okay, girl, like I see you. So like we could have expected this is how she would have. Exactly. Behaved. Like she's the, it doesn't surprise me that she, a Libra and a Pisces moon. It doesn't surprise me that she is a waiting for everybody else to, to say when she should say something. Right. She's letting the contract live. She is letting the show tell her when to release her statements. She's doing all that. That is very Libra Pisces, which is just like, I'll just do whatever you guys want me to do because I want to be whoever you guys want me to be and be, be very like uh, reflective of whatever you guys need from me, which isn't a good way to go about the, the world, but that's a young person for you. She's 24 or whatever. So, well, that's um, like, those are the people yeah. that are in fucking danger when they think that they yes. can enter the entertainment industry or like the modeling yes. industry because like, okay, Rachel Lindsay get, yeah. said, Rachel Lindsay said that there was nothing in Rachel's contract that stopped her explicitly from speaking. Rachel was just taking the advice of people that, Rachel, honey, they don't have your best interest at heart. These people do yes. not care about 
you, especially now. So that being said, whatever, uh, Rachel is being real sus and I'm intrigued to see. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see what all of that I'm God, like, why is, I can't believe that we have to have, why can't women tell all and the next episode be in one week and we can then skip ahead. Like, come on. I don't, because they I don't enjoy to torturing us. They yeah. They're really going to torture us. With they this. don't care about us either. They don't fucking care about anybody. I mean, in theory, we still have literally like four, we could have easily three more weeks, three or four, maybe four. Yeah. Fantasy suites. And then what? The finale, but usually they stretch the finale into two episodes, I guess. I think that they're going to end I guess up, they'd be doing I don't know, back to back. I feel like it's going to end up being a two night. Well, yeah. Isn't it usually a two night? I feel like the- with this after the final rose, I bet it's going to be fucking juicy. It better be. If it's not, I'm going to be pissed. But also if they broke up and they're on that and they haven't filmed after the final rose yet. I just, okay. Well, actually that's a great segue into our next piece yeah Matt's, of yeah, Matt's apology. is um we finally have a statement from sir matt james it's um, interesting because i feel like i've seen a lot of people reacting to it very like positively and i honestly do agree with some people who were like um actually it was i was listening to chatty broads earlier and they were thinking that it was good that he said that they didn't that he didn't have to say something really in this situation and maybe i don't think it's his responsibility i don't think that and it especially has because at all huh, especially because him saying something is really what spoiled it for me you know what i mean like him saying something makes it clear that like obviously like he should say something about her but also it's like oh no he's saying something because he and rachel are fucking fighting about it you know what i mean like there's something going on it's shitty that girls are fighting yeah and so that well i just think that like his his statement i think addressed a lot of things but he didn't actually tell us Anything. yeah like he said all the upset. things yeah he yeah said all the like, things he said just, he mentioned I, chris and Lin- and rachel Lindsay, and he mentioned rachel kirkconnell said her name and full name and he i mean i guess we could, we could just read it but it's do you, i have it up in front of me do you want to oh, read it, or do it you go ahead and read it because it's not in front of me it's just not yeah it's just, i just happen to be on twitter and someone just tweeted about it Um, So the statement from Matt James reads, the past few weeks have been some of the most challenging of my life. And while there are several episodes left of the season, it is important that I take time to address the troubling information that has come to light since we wrapped filming, including the incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkconnell and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. The reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time, and it has been devastating and heartbreaking to put it bluntly. Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional labor that my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum south a painful history that every american should understand intimately was troubling and painful to watch as black people and allies immediately knew and understood it was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the bachelor franchise has fallen short on addressing adequately for years this moment has sparked critical conversations and reporting raised important questions and resulted in inspiring displays of solidarity from the the bachelor nation sorry that was weird It has also pushed me to reevaluate and process what my experience on The Bachelor represents, not just for me, but for all the contestants of color, especially the Black contestants of this season and seasons past, and for you, the viewers at home. I will continue to process this experience, and you will hear more from me in the end. My greatest prayer is that this is an inflection point that results in real and institutional change for the better. I mean, I think what he said is things that have been said like he's that's, not that's saying, what i mean yeah like he's, he's not, not saying something 
new from his own perspective yet, which is probably yes. because of contract stuff. It probably is going to happen on after the final rose, other than him saying, I'm shocked, disappointed, upset. My friend, like Trisha Lindsay, et cetera, et cetera. We know he like, feels something about it. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's giving his feelings, but he's not being really what I think is he's being very Sagittarius where he's like, look, I'm not pleased. <laughs> I'm being a little blunt here. No one is, was prepared for me to say something, I guess. I feel like I have to say something like it's yes. a very like Sagittarius attitude, which is like, no, I fucking need to say something. So, and I, I can imagine, I imagine again, I imagine this is really fucking shitty for Matt. Like Matt shouldn't have to deal with this. A, there's like so much match at a not have to have to deal with a racist franchise it's going to put him in a role touting him as the first black bachelor and then put a racist on his season to in uh, intentionally not fall in love with but it's like and so and and the pressure that matt had as far as being the first black bachelor that is all very valid and it's shitty because this is now what's happened from this experience like he can't even leave it with a positive note really with like that's, that's so it. shitty and that's unfair to him. And when it really could have been good, like Rachel's shit, like, yes, it required a lot of snooping and digging and whatever, but come on. Like, I can't imagine that the bachelor people haven't fucking hired somebody who is a fuck like us people like us. Well, I just, what I don't understand is, so I also listened to chatty bras this morning and I would agree in the sense that when they said like Matt, clearly felt like he was walking into that he felt like safe walking into this he felt like i'm maybe i will be exploited because i know the nature of the show but like ultimately like i'm a star like how much can they really exploit me like it you know it, it's clear that he had that mentality and now he's looking back on it like oh fuck like yeah. good's not as advertised kind of deal um and i lost my train of thought because this is about something that chatty broad said Oh, oh yeah. I was like, I um, listened to them too. So it, but it was Becca saying that like, you guys don't understand. Like it's the foot soldiers. Like it's the viewers that find all this stuff. Like, yeah, sure. They oh vet, yes. Yeah. They don't vet as much as you think they would and blah, 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 blah. Now this has been happening. Obviously it's been, it's been happening at an increased rate every year for the past like few years, but it's no mystery to anyone, especially the producers of The Bachelor and the team behind the show, given the fact that it is forced Rachel Kirkconnell, Matt James, and now Chris Harrison to make statements about this. But like, they've noticed that people do care about and people do search for these things. So why yeah. would they not have adapted to the times? Like, I don't find exactly. that to be a valid excuse. Like, especially oh, we when just, again, like, this stuff is really much. quick to find when you have someone that does go when someone's trying yeah exactly because again all it does take is like they they, so chatty broad specifically did mention the whole like you don't see who likes something unless you're following the person that you're liking whatever and i'm like no that's not true like unless as long as you're following rachel kirkconnell if you click on any friend she has tagged in her instagram which trust me it's a lot she does not only post photos of herself if you scroll far enough she's got friends pictures of all her friends and tag them and in her tagged photo she has all her friends tagging her it doesn't take much effort to go click through some of her friends scroll down a bit and look for pictures like it fucking doesn't it really doesn't i don't need excuses and and also i said it fuck i don't remember when i said it but i literally was like oh gee i wonder which of these is going to be the outright racist when we were talking about the women 
And it was before anything happened because this we happened on Rachel Lindsay's season. Like they put a racist on Rachel Lindsay's season for television, for drama. That happened. That's well, a fact already. So it's like, that's not out of the ordinary for them. Hence why the Rachel thing, I don't take any excuses of like, oh, we just like weren't really vetting that hard. No, 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 no. Okay. You, 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 oh, I'm going, I'm, I'm getting. Blow, no, 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 you're fine. Cause I'm about oh. to like, not maybe not blow your mind because I'm sure that you could guess this but like I'm about to validate the fuck out of you because I can tell you for any listeners who are new here I was on Food Network's Chopped um and I was cast on Chopped because a casting producer found me on Instagram and during my second interview so I had an a phone call with the girl who found me on Instagram and then she passed me along to somebody else. And then that person passed me along to their boss. And by the time I got to their boss, um, a question was asked completely unrelated to my experience in food and anything, but I legitimately had a casting producer on the other end of the phone be like, I'm sorry, do you know Tyler Cameron? Because they had gone so far back on my Instagram and saw a picture of me with Tyler Cameron so like they're, they look through your shit. Like they're going back and looking through your shit. So I don't take, I don't fucking care. If they knew that I was with Tyler Cameron on a sidewalk in Manhattan in the middle of the fucking summer, then they know that Rachel Kirkconnell went to an antebellum old South party. Yeah, that one That's for instance, dick, like shit, that I stuff is care. on her fucking Facebook apparently. So. Exactly, I don't care. Like they see that shit and they blatantly ignored it. And yep. I, Matt said his stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna say more things at after the final rose probably. And I am on the edge of my seat. Um, and the last thing, okay, Claire and Dale, um, them motherfuckers are back together and they're slapping ass on the beach and shit. So we yeah, need to I talk about. So you mentioned it on the Instagram story, but what is your take on Dale and Claire? Say what? Sorry. I was about to shame Olivia, who I thought was maybe working on their laptop after they just said, I just want to like chill tonight (laughs) and no, they're watching anime. So they're like, take a break. Um, (laughs) That's fine. fine. Okay. 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 Sorry. What is my opinion on Claire and Dale? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm going to say it because we went you posted about it on the stories last night and my take we was just did. so vastly different that I was like oh. okay so I need to share so, mine sharing hers okay so the thing is is that I feel like your take could be correct also I'm not against your take your take is feels I feel like also my accurate take, my take is more seems more accurate because it seems more realistic your take seems more accurate if this really is the conspiracy theory that we're all kind of wanting it to be Yes, because like you're like the radical and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, okay. Really what it is, is my conspiracy is like, all of this is orchestrated by the show, the producers and et cetera, et cetera, the network where yours is like, this is orchestrated by Dale and Claire themselves. So it's by Dale specifically. Right. But the common theme, because again, Gemini risings, we are the twins. We're just like one way, one way (laughs) looking on the other way. Um, We both agree that it is somewhat of an orchestration. It is not a just like, oh, I just think we broke up and now we're just like back together. Like, no, 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 no. There's something going on here. There is something going on because this is just annoying. And what this really sniffs like to me is Libra Pisces bullshit, which everybody's going to come. Okay, look, look. I also went on a rant today this morning, okay? You must address because you said you would. I must address. Claire. Promise the people. (sighs) All right. So I went on a mini rant on stories uh today on my instagram story the instagram story i 
have been getting DMs every not here and there. It's not like somebody who's relentless. Nobody's like bothering me that much. It's just like enough people now have DMs me and I've discussed this now enough with people to where I want to say something. So Claire is born on the right in the, that, that zone of Pisces transitioning into Aries season. That being said, she could be a Pisces son or an Aries son. And I have, I feel like I have talked this about this a lot because we talked about this on average bear when we were recapping her season the whole fucking time, every episode I talked about it and I gave direct evidence from each of the episodes. So if you're really, really interested, go to average bear podcast and listen to the recaps we did of the first four episodes of Claire and the on the bachelorette with Dale. I have many opinions and I can't think of them and categorize them in my brain as <laughs> accurately right now, but on as far as the evidence from the show she was on specifically, I have it. It's there. Okay. Go, go listen. But as presently we'll right link now, it below. right. Presently right now though, the thing I'm thinking. So, so the argument is she's either a Pisces or an Aries, but there's another thing that actually could change with her birth time. And that's her moon sign, which is a bother to me. Also, I, um, so she could be either a Virgo or a Libra moon. I'm extremely convinced. I have many, 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 many opinions as to why she should be a Virgo moon also. And so that leans me also to her being a Pisces. If she's a Virgo moon, there's more time of the Pis of Pisces sun with Virgo moon instead of Aries, Le that kind of thing. So the reason she could be a Virgo moon are she is sober. That is a major Virgo vibe. Virgos either, Virgos, I know, right? Virgos are either, like, I've known a lot of party animal type Virgos, but usually it's like a drinking to avoid something. And then they often realize they shouldn't be drinking as much as they do. Not to say that they're all sober, but it is super fucking common for Virgos to not end up drinking a lot of alcohol or being sober entirely. Uh, health nuts, they tend to be, right? B, Virgo Moon, she uh, has been a caretaker for both of her parents. This also leans into her being a Pisces sun to me because the Pisces Virgo axis is a, at the axis, the oppositions, those two signs are all about service to others, service to other people. Virgo tends to be um, more practical service, like, oh, here's this thing I can get for you. But Virgo, Virgo nurses, so common. It's like, and even teachers too, yes. right? So Virgo's- Virgos are very interested in uh, making sure they can care for all their people very practically. And the fact that she has a mother in a home and her, she also cared for her father who had Alzheimer's and all that stuff, that is very Virgo moon. And the moon sign also is what represents our relationship to usually our nurturing parent and our mothers. So it could be the mother or the pot father too. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not gen, does not have to be gendered. It could be like either parent. So the fact that that is the case, like she's got these parents who've gotten through, who've, who've been sick, who are going through active sickness or some kind of like chronic situation and she is taking care of them and is very emotional about it, Pisces son. She is ends up having an anxiety attack and sobbing over it on, uh, and which look this again, back to chart, not an, not, uh, does not equal also okay the same attitude about racism that your chart does not make you like have any, a mental illness or whatever like but when you suffer or not suffer 
but you know, when you deal with these kinds of things, all of these reactions pop up, right? And your chart does show you like things that are happening. Virgo is like a very chronic overthinker and Virgo moons get in their heads all the time. And Pisces suns love to fantasize about their romantic life and their situations. And it's a very, oh, wispy, love at first sight. He's my man. Like that's all of this screams Pisces. And then the biggest tell of Pisces ever, Claire and feet. I don't know what it is about Claire and feet. Okay. It God. is not just the, so there is the most recent photo of Claire's hands holding shells. One of which, by the way, it's this hand, the left hand, she's holding shells and there is a band. We on saw the it. Face. Okay. Okay. I saw it too. Um, not enough people were pointing that out. Everybody was like, oh, look, it's Dale's feet. Uh, no, but do you not know that she's on holding her left well, hand that has because... finger on it with the ring there? How shocked are we? Claire is at, mm, I don't, I don't know this, but I feel very strongly that Claire is that woman who like, they break up for a year and then they get back together. And she's like, but we've been together for like a year and four months. Okay. She's a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> like that is what I'm saying. Okay? But so you know that like, as soon as he was like, yeah, Claire, let's get back together. She's like, okay. So like, all right. The other thing too, exactly. The other thing too that I will say about the Pisces Engaged shit again, right? is that take away what the conspiracies we're about to get into, take away all of that and just think about Pisces or Dale and Claire. They are pulling peak Pisces Libra bullshit. Pisces is the classic, I'm never over my ex. If my ex just apologized to me, I would fall right back in love. Every fucking, mm -hmm. don't. If you're Pisces and you're listening to this, don't lie. I'm a Pisces moon, okay? I do it too. I do it. I really do. But Pisces suns are notorious. They're notorious for getting back with their exes. And so that's that. And then Libra, that's indecisive bullshit. Dale is like, oh, I dumped her, but mm, just kidding. I kind of want her back now. Oh, my my image is dying. My followers are lowering. I kind of want her back now. The Pisces is like, of course. Like, Dale, I miss you. I've only been, I've been thinking of you. And I've been writing poems for you. And like- also, oh my God, wait, there's other evidence too that I could compile today listening to Chatty Broads. Jess said a really quick little thing when she was talking about the Claire and Dale team. And she goes, Claire, you know, Claire's like posting sad playlists and like the, the Pisces, like <laughs> that is Pisces culture. As Pisces moon, I have a playlist for every mood. I make, if I make you a playlist as a human being, I love you. That is literally it. I put that on my hinge. Okay. Like this is, um, this is not yeah. an, and, and I'm gonna say this is okay. Aries. The other thing I could say, she is a Pisces and an Aries. Both. She is an Pisces Venus and an Aries Mars without doubt. So no matter what, she has both of these signs in her chart. And the Pisces Venus is fucking obvious, extremely obvious. The Aries Mars is also obvious, but it's more about, does she have, sun venus conjunction in her chart or does she have sun mars and she is giving me sun venus she gives me the her identity is related to her relationships her identity is focused on the beauty and aesthetic of life and wispy beauty and like romance and fantasizing and quote like motivational quotes and going to the beach the amount of water on her instagram you just scroll her pictures she's by the beach about the water more than anything else like Anyway, okay, so meltdown over. Um, 
I just have a lot of feelings about this. And I know a uh, lot of Aries. below with your opinion. Yeah, you literally. I know. Like I know so many Aries women. Aries sun women. And she doesn't give me Aries sun energy, okay? I said what I said. So um, you <laughs> can DM me all you want about Claire being an Aries. I will ignore it. like even if you dm me other things under that i will just ignore the aries part and i will keep it pushing i will i will i love to reply to people but that is the one thing i do not accept anymore because i have given my reasons and also dale is a pisces moon okay and that pisces moon bullshit and her pisces sun bullshit it just mm, it tracks okay (laughs) but i will also say this claire dale claire if you gave me your birth time and if I found out confirmed, I confirmed birth time, confirmed, not something from the internet. Um, the internet has her chart as Aries sun. Zero, blah, 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 blah. Well, this if, is a good time to tell you that while we've been recording, um, bachelor horoscopes has messaged us again. Oh, I saw. Um, I <laughs> have you been seeing? Yeah. Yeah. So Bachelor Horoscopes and I have been talking about this a lot because they're the ones who DM'd me and not one of them people, but they had DM me and they were like, hey, I got schooled that she's an Aries. And I was like, oh, I saw, and I do not accept the evidence. Like <laughs> I do not accept a screenshot chart from the internet, from a, from a website I use all the time. And I see all the time. There's this, okay. Um, everybody listening, the, the extreme astrology nerds, there's a thing called a Rodden rating, R-O-D-D-E-N, not, or E-N, not rotten rotten so it is a sense this is a system to rate birth time accuracy and there is no birth time for claire so there's nothing but even there like celebrities that do have birth times there is a rating on astro.com you can see it not astro dash charts not astro seek maybe astro seek actually i don't know but a lot of the common places that you can find charts if you just google the name and zodiac chart they're not going to tell you the rotten rating if there's a birth time astro.com though will tell you aa like two a's that is where you're like oh that is a hunt do p accurate birth time but there's others that i see that are like c and so that's something where i'm like okay that's a that's a grain of salt like that rising sign might not be right i could see it like for instance taylor swift has a c rotten rating but i'm pretty convinced that she is a scorpio rising so it doesn't matter like you know you it's shit like that but anyway claire has no birth time until claire confirms i will take nothing and if she does confirm aries and libra libra moon there are ways i could delineate all the things i talked about with this too so tbd but anyway claire, until proven aries exactly and claire uh also so bachelor horoscopes has been relentlessly mentioning claire and dale and claire has been seeing all of the stories and she's actively not replying so anyway that's Pisces energy I'm sorry (sighs) so anyway Dale and Claire back together they're annoying and I'm bothered that uh I don't know Claire's birth time (laughs) that's that oh wait our conspiracies so my conspiracy is that all of this is set up to cover up the fact that Rachel's news was going to drop so my thought is that um Claire and Dale were together vibing doing whatever they were doing the reason me cracks knuckles um 
the show realizes that the news of Rachel is inevitably going to drop at some point. The shoe is going to drop and it's going to be a thing that they have to talk about. And Rachel's going to have to make a statement and it's going to become news, right? So what they did is they were like, hmm, Dale Claire, break up. Do this. Fuck this. Like they, 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 for some, some way, orchestrated this breakup. So they break up and they're dramatic about it so that they, we can start the story of like, oh, they're very on and off. They're posting on each other's, they're on the Instagrams all over. These statements aren't, aren't lining up. Nothing makes a lot of sense, right? Meanwhile, this is happening around Mercury retrograde. So, right? Which is like nothing sticks during retrograde most of the time. So um, then Rachel stuff starts dropping. Oh, but, oh, Chris, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison, what were you doing, buddy? Oh, did he decide to say some dumb shit on an interview? Oh yeah, he did. Also because of Mercury retrograde, not because of it, he's a racist person, but like his training, his his persona of television upholding his image crumbled that day for some reason. There was a trance, like something was happening, right? That crumbled and he showed his true self. So that being said, which Rachel said is his true self because she says she's spoken to him about that stuff off camera. So- that being said, I think that that shocked the Bachelor producers. That was a fucking, oh shit. Like, uh, we weren't expecting Chris to say this stuff. This was not in the plan. We were ready to have the Dale and Claire thing cover up Rachel stuff. Now we have a bigger, way bigger news story to cover up. Dale and Claire, get back together right now. <laughs> right now. It's only been 10 days. It's like nothing or whatever. It's only been like a week, however long it's been. Let's go because we need something in the, we just need it happening. And one thing another Dale and Claire do, Dale and Claire are a positive, happy interracial couple of a black man and a white woman. And he, black man Dale, is very woke on social media, posting very much against Black Lives Matter, or on Black Lives Matter, for Black Lives Matter, and against the racist stuff, and against the coup, and all of those things, right? And Claire is a sweet, nice, like, palatable, we love her, we love Claire, yay! So... That being said, I just think that this all feels a little too timed exactly uh, for this to feel like, cause, and especially because of the way that, you know, play things are talking about like, well, it's sweeping, it's sweeping the news because it's, you know, trying over and while, while this is other thing is happening. And I think it's just bait for all of the people who are in the middle. Cause there's obviously people who are like fire Chris Harrison, no matter what, but I feel like there are some people who are kind of like, on the fence or not even on the fence just like i don't know i just like don't really pay attention those 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 fucking viewers which are very annoying but then they see this and they're like oh my god dale and claire then they just forget you know casual people and then there's the people who think that chris harrison did nothing wrong or that and that rachel did nothing wrong which is the majority of the viewers of the show so that being said it's all a fucking plot okay your turn i can see no i'm like i'm like um putting my like Olivia Pope scandal hat on and like is this in the realm of possibility and like, I also just think that it could sure. be both of ours kind of overlapped like I think that it's because it I could just... be the producers are doing this maybe Dale broke up with Claire on his own on at first and then and then the producers are trying to goad him hey get back together with Claire and he's kind of like well that would make my followers go back up. That would probably be okay. I could maybe stick it out for X amount of time, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like it could have been, it could be a both and. So yeah. 
Yeah. I think I, I just, I don't know. I mean, so part of it is that it is difficult for me to imagine Claire doing ABC any favors. Like I, they were not exactly like the kindest in their portrayal. And like, I can't imagine her being, I don't want to say on bad terms because I don't think that she's stupid. I think that she knows like a cash cow when she sees one, but I don't, I can't imagine her. As we know, she's like a sensitive lady who like takes her love life and her emotions very seriously. And like, I can't see her being more argument casual about it more argument she's that, a pisces virgo both of those are the most I, passive signs ever literally like fair. the fact that everybody thinks and always says because claire is not claire is a very we know she loves the drama somewhat like, we know dynamic person but not really yeah so i'm actually starting to lean into this what if what if okay what if it is a combination of both but it's mostly producers and dale and it's the claire is a is more of a pawn in it and dale is the one who's actively talking with producers who are or or really anybody like dale is. is the pawn well well oh yeah I should the say. producer pawn i mean yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. dale is, is the producer move so what if what if dale wanted to break up with claire and then the producers were like no we need you to get back together with her because there's a shit show going down right now in the news and he's like "Mm, okay fine and then he separately like claire doesn't know this is happening is like claire miss you let's meet up in florida let's like hang out on the beach and go get petties and go get some italian food and kiss and make up and she's just like oh my god because she's a pisces she's like oh my god dale i missed you yeah (laughs) hey so it's so it's like the producers are trying to fuck with it, but it's not, not a dual Claire and Dale vibe, you know? So I think, yes, listeners, um, in contrast with that, I think that this has nothing to do with the show whatsoever. And I think that Dale is just a clout chaser of the most dangerous degree. And he was not expecting as much or like as serious backlash slash criticism as he's been getting. Yeah. After the breakup. Yeah. Which will leave a price. Again, this, all this stuff also aligns with his chart to me. So I could see this. Go ahead. And I think that he's just trying to like backtrack and knows that he can manipulate Claire. So he is manipulating manipulating Claire in order to gain like some sense of relevancy and or good graces again um and I think that Claire I think so like the way that I can see it going and obviously this is all made up right like this is like me basically writing fucking fan fiction right (laughs) right (laughs) that's basically what that's essentially what I'm doing but like I can see the conversation like it would not be crazy to me if the conversation had happened that went something like um Dale kind of convincing Claire like hey I love you like sweet talking her back into the relationship like giving him another shot like I'm sorry I don't know what I was thinking like whatever it may be and then he was he convinced her that it would be good publicity for the couple for them to go out 
when like he had kind of like ulterior motives and she's just like yeah oh my gosh like Dale and Claire clout like our like cringy TikTok couple clout like that's yeah. I think that like that's what she was thinking oh and Dale was like I'm gonna walk her out so people can see that we're back together again so like everyone will know she doesn't hate me so they don't have to hate me and like everyone's gonna you know what I mean and like I think he was I think he had ulterior motives and I think Claire is just like I, I don't, I don't think she's naive and I don't think that she's dumb, but I think that there's like some truth to this really upbeat, positive, happy-go-lucky persona that she has in the sense that like she, you, I get the vibe that she does want to see the best in everybody. So like maybe if it doesn't feel right, she like thinks herself into it being right, you know? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think that she's I'm just scared for her. So I'm really I actually I think I mean I really just think that she's she is someone who is impulsively romantically in love and I think that this is why my uh one of the thoughts I have in the uh when we were recapping her season is that I think she's an Aries rising and I think she has Mars on the ascendant and I think that um, with that being said, she has Pisces, Sun, and Venus in the 12th house. And that's that kind of stuff that really, like, relationships bring up tra- trauma for her. They always do. And that is something that happens when you have Venus in the 12th house. And this is, for anybody listening, if you have Venus in the 12th house, you would know because it would be um, whatever, if your Venus sign is in the sign before your rising sign. So uh, the 12th house, unfortunately, rules a lot of uncomfortable stuff in our chart, in our in our charts it's like where fear and stuff like that rejection live and it's it's not fun and but it's also where like spiritual enlightenment happens and I just think that Claire could easily have a Pisces Venus there because every relationship we have at least seen her in and the other ones she discusses prior like she said she was in an abusive relationship before she was on Juan Pablo season like it wouldn't surprise me if she had a Venus in a really tough place and not only that, her relationships define who she is, like her identity. That's her sun sign. Like that has to be what it is. Like I'm just so cons. I'm very, very convinced. So, uh, that being said, I could also see all of that. Well, ooh. no, never mind. Anyway, uh, wow. Wait, what if a Venus is in the eighth house? Pisces? No, because that wouldn't work because it would be Aquarius. And we don't, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. Anyway, so that being said, uh, tough shit for tough shit for Venus 12th house. That's why I think Claire's that. And she deals with a lot, a lot of bullshit and she just needs to not. I wish happiness for her though. And if Gidel makes her happy and they say, I just, together, I, yeah. cool, whatever, but I'm over it. I want to talk about the actual episode now, even though it's boring and we'll run through it. <laughs> But it's, it's time. So much tea, but what evs, what evs. All right. Um, yeah, so here we go. Is the is the is the hometowns, is the playoffs, baby. We're in it. And yeah, and we start off with Chris Harrison talking to the women after Matt wanders around his house on a Peloton ad and does all that bullshit, just the same shit over and over. Like, I know it. He rides the Peloton, he works out. We get it. But whatever he tells the women who is all going to be coming for them and this is where we learn that brie has a best name best friend named brie <laughs> yeah it was just so random when she was like brie your best friend brie's here i was like wait wait did i just mishear that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh but 
Uh, yeah, and then they showed like they had showed previews uh, for all the dates, and I was like, made this note because I was like, oh wait, do we all have a white parent? And I yes. was not sure because I didn't see Serena's family fully in her. Uh, I love just calling her Serena because I don't need to call her Serena P. Serena really. P. anymore. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, every but, but then we do see her dad who is white and all three women of color on the end of the season. The first, this is the most, first of all, for anybody who's a casual watcher, this is the first time ever, 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 there has been more than one woman of color in the top four women, more than one. And when I say more than one, the only two times it has happened are Rachel Lindsay in the top four. She went home on her fantasy suite episode, but she was obviously the first black bachelorette and Catherine who is married to Sean Lowe. And she is, I think she's Filipino. I cannot remember, but she's like I one of, from so, one of I those like sure. Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of those Island uh, Asian Island countries. Um, yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it's Filipino. So and she also won the ring. So we had a ring winner and a crown winner. And they said, that's enough. <laughs> the show was like, we don't need any more. Let's put white people in the rest of it. Um, and so this season is, when they keep saying historic and all that stuff, it is. Like, this is the most women of color we've seen in the top four at hometowns. However, there is always at least one white person present at every hometown date. And that means something also. Because... Not only do we focus on colorism, which honestly, like like Brie, all Brie, Serena, and Michelle are all like very light skinned. Brie is a little darker. I think her complexion is just different. She's a little, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, they're all definitely very like like light skinned. Um, so colorism is rampant here. So we got to have the light light skinned ladies, but we couldn't have like Kayla who he was seeming to really vibe with in the beginning of the first episode, right? Or we couldn't have Chelsea even. But anyway, there's that. And then there's also that idea that someone is, even Matt, you know, someone in the Bachelor producers, this is like producers enjoying this. Someone is like adjacent to whiteness. Like Matt was raised by a white woman. All these people were raised by someone who's white. They all at least have some kind of white in their background they're obviously like when matt's when matt says like i'm half white it's like how, nobody on the street would think that of you or any of these women or brie or michelle or serena you know what i mean like people on the street see you and they're not thinking like oh maybe he's half white that black guy who let's make it more palatable to white people who plays football and you know is best friends with white people and has a white single mom like anyway yeah it was definitely like a, a disgusting it was, just, it was it was a thing yeah. people talked about that matt james was selected allegedly due to his proximity to whiteness period and then there was that conversation in the very first episode of the season in which matt james yeah. disclaims like i'm probably going to pick a white girl sorry he says 
I literally, I actually rewatched the the premiere like a couple of days ago with my ex, who is a black man, and he literally was like, "Oh, he's just up and saying it, huh?" He like unprovoked. He was like, "He's just saying it," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah like, cause, cause that's the thing." That and and he and he said the he said my 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 ex who is my friend it's not like a weird ex like we're we're friends and we were with his girlfriend it's so fun but we're watching and he's like yeah that conversation means something different when you to, to black people like and that's the kind of thing it's like it's like it's coded language right it's coded language that white people pick up as oh my gosh Matt is being so considerate he wants to like pick somebody of any race like how open-minded like he's really gonna be amazing blah 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 and then black people are like oh you're really out here trying to disclaim that like you don't want to piss black people off by picking a certain kind of person like do you hear yourself it wasn't i mean yeah we we spoke we about were it both immediately caught episode. it but like we said that when we recapped it that it was a very telling conversation the fact that it was that they deemed it necessary to have also Chris like it's so funny thinking of all of this now like this conversation happening with Chris Harrison like I knew and I said it on the recap very well did it oh my god I said it on the recap too I was like why do we have to have this with Chris Harrison why couldn't like he have this with I don't know Rachel Lindsay I don't know Tasha. like we could have had that conversation but whatever I guess we don't get that I mean literally anyone else but I guess he's the host. Like, what could they really have done? Yeah, but I mean, right. But it's still, it's just like, we- No, because they're stupid. They didn't think yeah. enough in advance. Right. So anyway, that being said, we all got a white, there's at least always one white parent in the room when we're having Matt with this. Yes. Lady. So anyway, first date is Michelle. And the first obvious thing, please tell me you noticed. I mean, the first thing you have that is that they are matching. Yeah. <laughs> Like almost exactly. I really wonder, like they were, like was this this couldn't have been. I I don't know. I want to say everything is planned because I just assume. I you know, it's all planned. It was maybe I think it was. I think they like, had to select matching. her sweater. I think they had to confirm her sweater but to see how it would letting, They didn't let him match anybody else. So. It's just a wonder, a wonder. What I just want to think is that they're both Sagittarius moons and she's a Gemini rise, or she's, she's a Gemini sun. So they're just like- They were just on the same page. They're just twinning, literally like- All right, all right, I'll give it so to that's you. My, that's, you have my, it. that's my astrology moment for that. But yeah, they're right. matching and then they like ride bikes or whatever into to like an auditorium. And the auditorium has a sign on it and it says- mrs young's or miss young's classroom and oh this was really cute like i don't you know i I, i'm pretty cynical i don't like to get get got by the bachelor but like this was really cute so this this is what makes me wonder because we know that like okay Mm. Who was it? Was it Dylan that revealed that like the lead has no say on the one-on-ones and that it's like a producer's pick? I yes, didn't he did. say that recently, but, but we don't think that's true. I know that, but well, I'm just no, making no, 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 no. He did. So Dylan did say that. I do believe it's true before hometowns. Well, that wasn't because what I was going to ask. Okay. I was going to say because Matt turned around and Matt said to Michelle's parents that he asked for a one-on-one with her the next day so I was wondering how much truth there was to that statement because 
all in all, like they say two different things. So one person is not telling the truth regardless. Yeah. I also do think that it is kind of a, so what I, what I truly believe is true. So I believe Dylan is mostly correct. I do believe the producers do pick one-on-one dates. However, I do also believe the bachelor or the bachelorette could, if they really fucking want to be like, Hey, I want a one-on-one date with this person. I think it's a bit of half and half, but I do believe the producers have more control because they could just, they could not do it for drama, right? But they still could honor him because think about it. Think about it. Night one, he has given out all his roses and he's like, the the producer's like, oh, first impressions. What do we think? He's like, okay, I really like X, Y, Z. And I want a one-on-one date with X, Y, and Z. So they could then give him those one-on-one dates whenever like they could choose whenever as but they honor it you know oh you got your one-on-one so it's like oh was it now was it next week or was it in four weeks did you get your one-on-one oh you you said you wanted one oh but sorry you didn't you didn't specify that you wanted it like right now matt so what i think with michelle is that michelle got there actually you know she was a, a late arrival so i really do think that matt gave her that rose and was like hey i really want a one-on-one date like next week with her like okay you, you brought her back in and so I do think he probably asked. Also, so, I'm gonna say this too about Sagittarius. We we be usually be telling the truth. Matt never says anything where I'm like, that's a lie. Like I don't think he's doing something to front almost ever, which is funny. Sure. He bothers me in other ways, but he is very, very forward, very blunt. As he said, he said the word blunt, the Sagittarius word blunt in his statement about the racism thing. He says, uh, to put it bluntly, or he said, I want to be blunt. I need to be blunt or something. And I was like, hi, yes, Sagittarius. Anyway, what were you going to say? So all I was going to say is that then there's something to the fact you brought up colorism. There's something to the fact that Kristen, the contestant that was sent home, tweeted that yes, not a single black woman got mono racial mono racial black woman right was that yeah i want to essentially not a yeah a black woman with two black parents or two dark like darker parents right even not receive a one-on-one this entire season which is interesting because you don't think about it i i am and maybe it's me maybe it's me as a white viewer and like maybe that's on me but like i did not notice that and then as soon as i saw the tweet i was like oh well what's so for me I think what, so I think what Kristen's advantage here is that she has met all of the women on the season and she knows all of them who have all their She's families. She's had like conversations. Because for me, about- I didn't know Serena had a white parent until this, like until okay. this. Yeah. And so, so for me, a viewer is like, we only see so much. Kristen talked to everybody there and knows all of them. So she was able to immediately point that out. And that's why it was like, oh, Oh yeah. It's like you do the math, the backwards math. So I don't, I do agree. I do agree that, you know, as white people, we are watching the show differently. However, she just knows more than us. That's so true. I think that, yeah. but, <laughs> uh, but it was for me, at least again, watching the show, this episode, it was clear that like, obviously I, I immediately drew the connection that there was a white parent in the room at, in every place, in every yeah. family. It was so that is, that it still matters. And so, yeah, exactly. We did not have um we did not have a uh black woman a mono racial that's such a fun word like it's it's a classic like mono one racial race one race um 
And anyway, yeah, Matt. So that's again, that's on the and that's on the producers too. And also me, maybe a little on Matt, but inherent. Well, that's what I was gonna say is like if he is internalized questing one on ones, if he wanted a one on one with Chelsea, or if he had wanted one with Kristen, if he had wanted one with Kayla, if he had wanted yeah. one with yeah. and I granted, I don't know if those are those yeah, I mean, and I and I will give it to him too. That he, to. Yeah, and I'll give it to him yeah. too that he vibes with Michelle, like he likes her. So, and I, 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 and obviously she's in the top four. So it's like yeah. she, he obviously wanted to see whatever. But anyway, yeah, Dylan, who knows? I think it's a mix of both. I do think the producers have the say. But so whatever, anyway. back to, back to so, yeah, the, the date. The fact that and Michelle the planned this fucking date at Nima Colon. So, and uh. that's why I think that it's a mix because I think that Michelle and Serena both plan their dates properly. And I think Brie and Rachel maybe planned their dates, but also maybe had a little help with the producer from the producers you know i mean uh, sitting there and saying like i want to go skydiving is like well that's that's a whole day long no sense and it makes no sense to both go skydiving and go off-roading i mean maybe a little for brie if she could like be like i do this at home all the time but like she didn't really say that you know the whole point of hometown nature out outdoorsy adventure chick but either way a hometown date should be at least, and I get it, we're at Nima Colon, but it, they did they did it at Tasha's too. Like all four of them had something that they could at least tie back to being like, if I could have taken you home, I would have done something like this. And this yeah. is the best we can do. And like, would she have taken him skydiving in Georgia? Probably yeah. not. Right. Like probably not. Honestly, thank God Rachel didn't get to have to take him back to Georgia. He'd got he really would have gotten get outed. I mean, shit, it was bad enough watching like, it at, oh my in God, a safe place that's nemical. And my really God, fucking uncomfortable. Um, okay, anyway, sorry. Wow. Sorry, Michelle. We keep getting sidetracked. Um, so all these little, so we walk into an auditorium of kids all on Zoom and they're like, Miss, Miss Young. And they like, I, we're on Zoom right now. And I'm just like imagining us holding little signs like Miss Young T. And some, and she posted a photo on her Instagram where they were had shirts that said T Miss Young. Like I saw it on my rewatch this morning. Really- oh, so they did on wear them in the show? Um, I saw at least one kid who was Yeah, I feel like not all of them were that, like it. Team Young or something like that, or like Team Miss Young. Because I was like, That's oh my so- God. It looked like the little, like, you know, iron-on letters that you get. Yeah, it's, like, so so adorable. I feel like they maybe did it. I feel like they maybe did it at school before she, like, left for Nima But anyway, super freaking cute. And all of them just start grilling the shit out of Matt. (laughs) They're like, they're like, are you going to marry her? Are you, did you guys kiss? Are you going to give her a rose? Are you going to have babies? How many girlfriends do you have? Like, are you going to like these children thought of those questions? I know. Please. Right. I feel like, Please. yeah, the, the producers were like talking to the parents ahead of time and they were like, okay, would you make one of your kids? This one, this one, this one, any of the, yeah. Yeah. It was whatever. However, there was one like cute kid who was like, read a really sweet, like message note, right? that like yeah. Michelle had written her from her class or something and then she was like and what do you you know like michelle inspire like miss young inspires me how does she inspire you that one was like that one for me i was like well that's like i want to say maybe they helped but the producers but that was cute. i don't know there was that was extra. It was, i think it was um one of those things where the producers were like and have you like what what's something yeah. that like miss what's something miss young has done that makes you feel inspired like blah and one of the kids is like oh well she wrote me a note before my test one time telling me yeah. that like i got this like yeah like okay great like you read that 
Yeah. Aw. Well, either way, problem. This oh, it's so this no. One of those, it's yeah, so I was gonna scary. say this is one of those moments where I was like, I know how produced this is, and I'm still obsessed because Michelle was like really cute. She was like super fucking happy. Oh well, no, that's the thing. It's produced because it has to be produced for TV. That doesn't mean that yeah. it's not like real. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's legitimate. It just is. It was so cute. Practiced. Yeah. So Matt was like pretty nervous laughing the whole time. And he kept doing the same thing he did. Like, like he's done it multiple times on the show where he like leans forward and a full like body laugh mouth laughs. And I, I think, think it's that's what he laugh. Maybe. Oh, wow. I, I think so. that that's, you know, when like I, like I'm a silent laugher. Like when, when I'm when oh, you're like really a funny to me, I'm like, a, no, no, no. My face is fucking horrendous. Like I'm like full on. I look oh, like you're I like, should be cackling. <gasps> Yes, but I'm silent. Yeah, and that's, that's like my so real funny. laugh. So like wow. I I laugh like audibly sometimes, but like my real fucking like from my gut laugh is silent. So I think that like Matt thinks that things are funny and he like chuckles and he does his laugh, but like I think that's his like uncontrollable like yeah. oh my god. I'm about it. Belly laugh. Yeah, he's cuz he, that's how he was when Heather walked in and like I think he was genuinely shocked and was like what the fuck? Like, so I think that yeah. that's his like, motive. Yeah, because the really the really thing he does the, the the one real thing he does when he's nervous is the uh, uh, uh. he I do that too. Fucking tongue out. It's I, everywhere. I, I noted it. Mul- I noted it during this this episode. Um. Anyway, he tells one of the kids, and did you notice that the kid that asked this uh, about like, are you gonna marry her? His name was Tyler. No, I didn't notice. Well, I noticed it because it was on Jake Card Pod's story. They were like, no more Tylers. Of course, his <laughs> name is Tyler. <laughs> and Matt was just drawn they to him. And he goes, I'll Zoom call you when I know. Uh, answering that kid. So that was funny. So anyway, uh, all the kids do the like classic Zoom thing and they all like thumbs up and then they leave. And then they uh, have this like little picnic and they talk about being passionate about kids and then they go to dinner, whatever. Um, yeah, and then we get to the parents. Yes. And one of the the first note I have is uh another another game of roses term. But the father has issued a glow. <laughs> the father's like she's back to her old happy spunky self. <laughs> I okay. And this is what I noticed. This is I noticed that this is like a pretty common complaint about the episode is that he says that he says that and then he references later in in the same talking head interview that she's had a couple relationships that like she wasn't treated so well and then we get another clip lately or like we get to a point where Michelle's talking to her dad and he mentions like from two years ago and she's like oh I'm so much better than I was two years ago and it makes you realize or I hope it would make you realize as a viewer that like why didn't we see them talk about this why is this missing they devoted time to why did I have to fucking watch dumb I don't care if this sounds mean but like that Victoria was a fucking stupid character on this show yep she was a very unnecessary presence and the fact that I had to watch her when I could have been meeting these fucking women, when Michelle could have been there from the jump and I didn't have to wait two weeks to meet her and we could have been getting her from the beginning. But actually, or, in that you breath- Or I also mm, think about- wait. Oh, are we about to say the same thing? Okay, so 
I also have a thought and I was going to text you about this, but I thought that I should wait until we were recording so that I could say it on the pod. But I wonder if it was intentionally cut out because we're about to get Michelle as the bachelorette and oh, they different want things. get, oh, but they want to be able to actually tell these big parts of her story from her perspective, instead of as a side commentary on Matt season, they want to like save Love the it. juicy bits for Michelle's like coming out as the bachelorette. Like, this is my story and this is why I deserve it. Like, it, my heartbreak goes much beyond my heartbreak with Matt. Listen to all this other shit that I've had to deal with. Oh, uh, let's help. Surprise. I could see that. I could see that. The one thing That's I was going to say, thinking. yeah, the one thing I was going to say is that, like, um, if you've noticed all of the conversations, all of the notable conversations that we saw with Matt and black women or we're really women. Well, yeah, black women. Cause Brie, I'm thinking of Brie, Chelsea and, um, and Michelle, all of them particularly notice noted like racism. So Chelsea was about the hair. Michelle was about George Floyd and uh, Brie was kind of about it was well breeze was less breeze was the least but it was talking about the same story that matt has about white white parent absent black father so i think that what the show is doing with these one-on-one dates and really with, with with showing us the conversations with the black women is they are really only showing us the conversations that are like woke or something right and we're not actually getting conversations about the people. We're just using them again, like Rachel Lindsay, as props to be like, look, we recognize these things are happening. We got it with Ivan and Tasha too. And meanwhile, Ivan's story was about him. It was about his brother being in prison and being a literal victim of police brutality. However, like there was still the one-on-one date that was also used to be like, hey, look, we recognize this thing is happening. The ABC network is putting this on air. We're putting yeah. no commercials over it. We're doing that. So that being said, we got to know Ivan better, which is why again, we all loved him. But with Michelle, they're not giving women because of course we're not giving black women as much time to speak as we are black men. So that's the extra that layer. A, I'm yeah. I never give ABC the benefit of the doubt. I, yeah, I, I notoriously never. don't. Like I'm like I'm like pretty harsh on them m- most of the time. Yeah, this but just feels like too. My I think it's I think it's both thing. of these things. Yeah, but. I think it's just like my me trying to be hopeful that like they're actually acknowledging what the fuck is going on, and I'm hoping that it was like a last week somebody made a decision and like called whoever and was like get back in the fucking editing room and like recut the episode. Yeah. Focusing on this so we can do this instead of this and that and this and the other thing. Yeah. I hope. I would prefer that than that they're just actively editing out important conversations because they're like, I'd rather have time for them to talk about the hair and the, uh, again, at least the hair was about, like all of these things were layered into things about these women, but it was still propping up this conversation. Anyway, whatever. I wish we knew more. And yeah, I literally in my notes, I have, parents saw her in a hard place question mark two years ago question mark something vague question mark like that's that's the all we got it was like i wasn't sure so and then i was even talk- watching it live last night and i knew that this shit happened because everybody yeah. on twitter was like what like, happened why are we talking two years about ago <laughs> yeah so anyway then we get dad talking to matt and he asks like 
my characters differ her from everybody else and he's like oh her beliefs it's her beliefs and how she tells it like it is and what she knows and learns and it's so funny because i'm just like hello a sagittarius talking to a gemini about a gemini and a sagittarius like it's just like mm-hmm. the class it's it, the beliefs like sagittarius moon oh she has big beliefs um say beliefs again beliefs <laughs> beliefs 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 okay um anyway he's like are you in love with her and i love it because multiple parents did ask him this are you in love with her and he's like nah <laughs> i haven't told her that yet and i wouldn't tell her until i meant it but i am falling for her is what matt said so he says he would move to minnesota randomly also i don't believe this <laughs> it's hard because like you could tell that, that basically basically uh michelle's dad was like tell me that you're in love with my daughter tell me yep. that you're gonna pick my daughter yep. and however many words you can say it in fucking say that to me and matt's like i would move to minnesota for her if i pick her maybe i at the end of this, would maybe possibly. like to do other th- like he's like trying to like skate around yeah. it by implying it as best he can without saying it without actually committing to it it was like a whole mental gymnastics thing yeah and he did this again with a uh, breeze mom too but mm. anyway a master at this he's been doing this all season and it was just like very very apparent in this episode it's almost as if he's a sagittarius really good at sagittarius are really good at evading questions and still making people like us it's a superpower yeah all right uh, yeah right exactly exactly but none of these people are none of these people (laughs) they're all they are all going in blind um anyway uh dad and says that they will respect michelle doing whatever she wants and i'm just like wow like these parents were just really sweet mom was the same vibe she was like do you love him and she's like michelle's like so cute she's like i do oh my god like and the mom is just like oh like yay and then they're just like does it seem too fast and michelle's like no it doesn't seem that fast or it mean it no but it does like yes like but it doesn't bother me like it's a classic like i don't know maybe but not really gemini but anyway then they play basketball and here's her date rachel i have in mind that was rachel hey date um and my first thought, my first note is, I do not like distressed sweaters. <laughs> I don't either. She blindfolds Matt and takes him speeding extremely fast in a car. And I was like, this is a little too get outy for me. <laughs> I would never allow someone to blindfold me and then drive me in a car. I would never in my fucking life allow somebody to do that. I he was literally like gripping the car like he was not pleased I and, and he was definitely trying to be like ho ho where are you taking me yeah <laughs> no you can see like, his face then they she lets him know that they are gonna jump out of a plane and they're gonna go skydiving and go she up says, she says to him just like Bree did uh on their one-on-one date which was if I die I'm glad I'm dying with you yeah i still don't like the sentiment (laughs) i know right uh and then they they go down and they fly down and it's a vibe and matt like floats coasts down and another thing i was watching on Descartes pod story it actually did on the rewatch make sense like matt's when matt was going down matt like did 
kind of he like stuck his legs up and out stuck his butt down where when rachel fell and went down like it did look like there was a little more speed but she also wasn't doing anything she was just her legs were just vibing like they was just was just like limping hanging limp on there i was like girl but yeah it's like she's not she even gonna to attempt to land butt first you're not even gonna try to learn butt first like could we, could we come on um but yeah she has a hair full of grass sits up and looks probably she probably is freaking out about how she looks <laughs> watching it tbh um but then matt goes she's not meant to take that kind of impact no one is he corrects himself and i think that he's like he was thinking in his mind like women are not supposed to do that yeah it was oh, a very no no one like... is no one is so <laughs> Yeah, but, she fucking hit the ground, bro. But the then they head. just um then they just trauma bond. And honestly, this is exactly what skydiving dates do on The Bachelor. They do it every time. Every time there's a skydiving date, no matter how well or poorly it goes, like this, or if there's so because there are literally three outcomes to a skydiving date on this show. Oh, One, yeah. you go up and then you don't go because someone is scared. And then you have a moment, oh my God, la la la, we won't go, whatever that is. Second is you go up, you go down, you have fun. It's good. You have a huge adrenaline moment together. You make out at the end and it's a positive thing, but it's still a big adrenaline moment, right? Third is this, you, there's an injury, right? And it's funny because two of those are IFIs and one of them is just vibe. No matter what though, it's all a trauma bond. Even if it's a fun experience and it's a good positive adrenaline thing, it still kicks up all of that hormones or not hormones uh, endorphins adrenaline and all this stuff in your literal brain and then you see the person that went down with you and you're like yeah we did it i love you you're like ooh, make out like taisha and colton taisha and colton they did that remember so anyway uh this one was just the literal actual trauma bonding of oh my god you were injured and i could have seen you dying and i didn't want you to die and i whatever and i was like this is dramatic it was yeah like you never know how much you care until like you know things like this happen and it's like okay that's fine but also like like i mean i get it i I, she's a racist (laughs) but it's like i understand in the sense that like i've said to my partner before like i you're not allowed to go before i do like yeah you better just listen up like I've got to go first because I literally couldn't handle it if it was the other round kind of deal so I get like saying that and like meaning it in a sweet like I couldn't live without you kind of way like I care so much about you but like yeah she's sitting up and talking to you like she's fine she's fine it was rough it was rough but like people have taken harder hits in football like he you know what's her face rachel said she goes i can't even think about going through life without matt with this point that's what i mean like winning when i win the ring edit sucks for you now huh um so anyway they go to see the parents and the parents they show the parents talking before they get there and they're all speculating on whether or not she's in love with him and they're all like i'd be surprised if she were in love with him I don't know. I think that it was very 
it's just really okay. hard to not think that this was all very judgmental because of race and not because of just being yes. a judgmental family like and that's that the problem exactly when you know these things about Rachel like it's just it's good. very difficult to watch it through any other lens once you and found also as someone who's been a white woman bringing home a black man to my family before and my family who is republican and not you know no, I wouldn't say someone who's like, oh, they're so racist, but they're definitely like my mom. I mean, like the microaggressions are real, right? Yeah. So watching this happen, I was like feeling very familiar. It was feeling very familiar of just like there, because it wasn't that the family was like actively, again, they're not actively being racist or showing anything to Matt like that. However, they are trying every step of the way to lead Rachel and Matt away from each other. And that is what you are noticing like that's that is what the microaggression essentially is when you can't be outright racist you have to make sure your kid is not dating that person so whatever you're going to do you're going to say you know no I don't give you my blessing you know oh uh I you know don't like what was he was like I'm unrelenting on this uh dad is trying to it's just like he's trying to prepare Rachel oh just in case your heart gets broken like, I don't know, it would be difficult for me to care about somebody when you're seeing other people. Like, he's literally putting these things in Rachel's head. And all of that stuff is very gaslighty. And she's got a Pisces moon and low-key, like, yeah, as a Pisces moon, it's very easy for you to hear those kinds of things and be like, internalize that in a different way. You know what I mean? Yep. Because he keeps saying, so stressed that it's so fast. Uh, you know, he just doesn't, he, like, yeah. he's literally, like, her father is straight up, like, I just don't believe that anybody could be in love after this. He's basically, like, I don't believe in the show, but it's, it's. Well, yeah, and then, I mean, we can just cut right to her dad and Matt talking, because that's basically yeah. what he says. Like, Matt sits there, and Matt's like, I hear you. Like, I understand where you're coming from, but, and then the same type of shit that he did with Michelle's dad, where he's, like, I feel strongly. I will tell you. I will say well, this every way I can, other than actually no, he telling did you. Say he didn't say something to his, but he said in ITM, like well, he, he said, said like said that he's falling in love with her, and I've reciprocated. No, 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 that no to yeah. Her. I think that, but I think this goes actually to like the moment where Matt but he did say I'm in love with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, that's what. And okay, I get it. I don't. I don't get it firsthand as a parent. I'm not a parent, but I understand the mentality of like being a parent and wanting your child to be loved, like wanting your child to be the one. Like, I want to be sure that you are going to protect my child's feelings because I've been trying to protect my child. Like, I understand that mentality, um, and I guess I kind of understand why the parents would be skeptical. But like in the same breath as all of we we say it to all the women that go on that have unrealistic expectations, like what do you think this is? Like, yeah. maybe you don't necessarily agree with your daughter being here, but like, you were trying to get this man to do what exactly? Like say that he's going to choose your daughter. If he knew that for sure, then the show would be fucking over, sir. Like, I don't <laughs> know what you really, you know what I mean? Like, like you know that, that it can that, end in two weeks. So yeah, like this, we're almost <laughs> done. Like you'll, you'll, you'll know soon, Stop buddy. To the process. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it, <laughs> It was, it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. And also Rachel's mom was not like, she was just, mm, their, their conversation was whatever. But uh, what I think was funny is, yeah, when, when Matt, or when Rachel, bleh, when, when Rachel's dad and her were talking, 
uh he that's what he tells her you know like oh i'm just trying to prepare you just in case something goes wrong like I, and then he holds did you notice he holds his drink he's got this fucking drink he's drinking it looks like a gin and tonic or something and he's got this long ass straw and he's like <laughs> did you notice this part when she says it's naive it might be naive of me but i just feel like it and i know that i'm different than the others i'm like girl please no. i so this is we actually know you're different to, but this is where i started to feel like a sense of um or where i i recognized that it indeed was the fact that i was watching this through a lens of like i am find rachel so distasteful and like i find her family so distasteful that like i don't want to see them on my tv um so at this point i like knew that this was the case but i like that i have yet to listen to game of roses i'm really curious about their take on this same it sucks that they are in i think that this is like the mentality that every one of those women should have like i stand up for those women that are always like of course I want you to go home. I want to win. Like, of course, I don't want you to still be here. Like, yes, I want you. To, you know what I mean? Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, you don't want me to get a rose? No, I don't want you to get a rose because I would like to be the last woman standing. And if you get a rose, that makes it more difficult for me. Like, yeah. I usually support that mentality. And I like the like, fake it till you make it confidence of like, I am the one. I'm and I agree to too. win this, but I don't want to praise Rachel for having good strategy because it's fucking Rachel. Well, and the other thing too is like, she's telling her dad that doesn't matter you know what i mean she needs to be telling matt or producers or a woman or whatever and i guess you know by telling her dad she's telling the producers but the camera it's still it's still not a conversation that's like gonna permeate much more in theory uh, it was so for our benefit it was for no right. one's benefit but ours as the viewer and so when i see that my thought is just i was like fucking a like girl like because i'm just like for me it's just as funny because i'm like damn you have no idea how bad you look unintentionally like talking you'd be like i'm different than the other girls and that's like with Matt's statement of like, you guys have to recognize that I'm watching this in real time because it's almost like people expect him to like respond in the episodes. And it's like, no, yeah, guys, right? like, like, those were this filmed wasn't happening ago. Yeah. That's this yeah. is not an accurate representation well, of him right now at this moment. Yeah. It's a struggle. But anyway, they, uh, he says that he's, she's trying to convince him. She's like, you and mom are going to love him. Uh, and then she's just like uh, he's like i just want to make sure she's being respected and that was that so and then her being like i am being respected or else i wouldn't be here and i'm like yeah i mean do you know where you are and who is taking care of you right now of course you're not being respected you just don't notice yeah whoopsie well anyway (laughs) afterward matt tells her that on their little bench moment he's like matt says it was really good and says he's just uh he's like i'm not trying to convince your dad uh about anything you know but he also says she's like asks like what or something and he's like the one of you know the blessing conversation is something is a conversation i want to have with four families i don't think well, it's interesting fuck. <laughs> well so ask anybody for their blessing maybe really i don't think i don't think this is a matt thing i think this is a rachel thing no, I, I think agree. that like I think Rachel was like, if you want to marry me, you have to ask my dad for his blessing. And I, I completely agree. Brought up by any, n- none of the other women had this be part of their no one gave a fuck hometowns. And he didn't it's have also a, not as con- it's like 
it's finally starting to phase out. You know what I mean? It is finally starting to phase out, which is funny because in the conservative bachelor world in the very beginning, it used to be a standard. Every single fucking hometown episode, the bachelor asked every single woman's parents, all of them. Yeah. Uh, and it's slowly been fizzling out, but the super Christian-y ones, i.e. Rachel, of course are the ones who are still going to be like, I want you to tell my daddy that you love me and that you want to marry me and then make sure my daddy says yes. Like, just like, well, no. it's like for the for the sake of tradition, and, and that's what's interesting is because Matt turned around and said that if it came down, if it comes down to that, um, I'll call him, like I'll, I'll Skype him, I'll hit him up on Zoom. You know, we've clearly got the capabilities. We just had a bunch of sixth grader or six-year-olds in here um, yeah like but i think that shit. um what was i just gonna say shit i forgot never mind if it was important i would remember never mind oh my god i just saw your tweet about the 12 year old yeah isn't that funny he looks like a 12 year old right he does um all right well anyway uh she then says that she she didn't see so she was definitely not pleased that he uh did not ask for the blessing uh they kind of awkwardly left each other after that conversation it wasn't bad but they were like like kissing or whatever and then she's like this goodbye is so hard afraid i'm she's like i'm afraid to lose him and then she's just like stressed about the other woman she's like what if you know he likes someone more than me who knows anyway so uh, then we have who's next, Bree, and this is where they drive in the jeep. And oh, the one thing I thought was really cool though was that the the jeep was lime green, just like her entrance dress out of the first out of her out of the limo. I'm curious whose car that is. Yeah, same. I think it was. I definitely think it was a jeep ad. <laughs> But I think it was, I, I have no They were literally like, okay, we're going to go off-roading. What of our sponsors should we use? What could we finagle out? Let's do that. I honestly think that it was a producer's car. That, maybe that too. I think that it was a car that they had somebody on the set that day had. Either way, it doesn't matter. Lime green, just like her dress. <sighs> then anyway, um, they drive around and they bump around and it's really not that big a deal. Uh, but she does hug jump hardcore with lots of kisses. Many of them have hoojus, all of them maybe. But um, they off-road and Matt in this really moment, this moment gave me a hint on his rising sign and it made me wonder if he is a Virgo midheaven because he talks about how he's just always had a job since he was like, since like, I was always doing a first job, was Christmas tree law. He talks about that. And that's something I actually believe. Like there are people who, even if they aren't, even if they're Matt, they're always finding a way to like do something, be productive. Yeah. But anyway, I could totally see him having a Virgo midheaven because then he <laughs> would have a Virgo Jupiter on his midheaven, which is very much like, oh, we just see him as that amical party guy. That's exactly how he portrays himself to the world. The midheaven is how we, the public easily perceives us. And also, guess we'll, uh, we'll continue this later. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm scared. I don't like that. No, oh, no, we'll continue this conversation at the Rising Zion game. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, Matt. Then they go to meet the kid. They meet the meet the fam, and Matt is holding an extremely large rabbit, <laughs> stuffed rabbit. And at first, I was confused, and then when there was a baby involved, I made more made more sense because yeah. <laughs> when they said sister, I was like, oh yeah, Bree's sister, whatever. And I was like, oh, I could no. see like a, like a preteen or like Her sister. A- I think was this baby born like 
right before quarantine like I don't think Brie met this baby before no so yeah Brie, this was Brie's first time meeting her sister which is like wild but yeah her mom is young and beautiful literally so pretty um and she's like makes a joke about like like they're like so what have you guys been up to and they're like well we know what Matt's been up to dating and Matt's like dating your daughter Mm-hmm. But, um, then the same conversation it's like the same thing over and over my, his mom her mom's like do you love her he's like i don't know i'm not having uh, not yet I haven't said so um he says that he likes her because they're both forward thinking hello sagittarius i <laughs> literally I would say there's something about matt that just is so familiar to me in the sense where like and you see it in these moments where like he, I'm sure he has amazing things to say about all of these women, but when he's questioned by their parents, it's like, we're both forward thinkers. What? I mean, everything he said was vague about every woman. Exactly. He's just and, like, and, uh, and I get it. Yeah. I mean, but it's just funny. I'm like, just, <laughs> it's exactly like that though. Is it not? <laughs> No, it's a, it is. Thinking? Yeah. It's like, then the mom asks Bree, do you feel like you're in love with him? And she goes, this is the first time someone looks at me and sees every single part of me. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you guys are all Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> Bree says she's falling in love with him and is very scared about it, which again, Sagittarius, the classic like assumption of Sagittarius is the whole commitment phobic thing. And yeah. Bree is definitely portraying that. And then Bree and Matt talk. She musters up the nerve to say that to him. And he's just like, cool, thanks. <laughs> and she was... She says she thinks her heart and her head are aligned, but then she definitely is like, I'm a little nervous. Okay. Yeah. Then we have Serena's date. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bored. Honestly, okay. At least Serena's is interesting. I was going to say, until we get to Serena's, it really is a whole lot of the same shit. Like, it's Matt being unable to verbally commit to anybody. And having yep. the same conversations with skeptical parents who are trying to protect their children. And these parents yep. are picking up on Matt's vagueness. And it's a whole bunch of the same shit. But as you just said, this is where it gets juicy. Yeah. And her date, again, like we mentioned, Serena's date is actually a hometown themed date. She does Canada stuff with him. And they, it's actually cute. And this is where, okay, so I posted on the story and it seemed like vague or dramatic because some people were like, OMG what no shade and I was like wait no no I, it's not a bad thing that I think she's a Gemini rising I think Serena P is a Gemini rising because of both the date like she's literally teaching him she's like did school that's so Gemini hence the fucking flashcards who made those flashcards for she her she was doing this like know. it was just really cute and she's doing all this I learning and teaching stuff it. and specifically like the phrases and all that and I just could totally see her uh being a Gemini rising plus her family was like so critical and not in a like bad way but just like the way that they went about this it was a lot and that gives me Virgo icy vibes so much which is Gemini rising we have so in the same same also Serena's so bubbly just like that's just very with the win of the same episode that we or that with the same energy that we had the last episode after her date and like her Sorry, my notes are on my phone and my- No, you're fine. I know, it's weird because today. it looks like you're not talking. I know, I was looking- I know, I'm sorry phone. to anyone who's watching on YouTube. I have the, like, us as my full screen and my notes on my phone this time, so. Oh, we got, the, we, we have this energy in watching her 
hometown or her her one-on-one date last week when they were having this conversation about like boundaries and her being uncomfortable we're like we picked up on the vibe that Serena is almost like too real for the show like she really doesn't care about I don't want to say doesn't care about Matt's feelings but like she's like I'm not gonna like pretend for the sake of the show like anyway then they play hockey it was cute so it's very good yeah Canada stuff which like good again back to draw the date back to your hometown it makes sense um all right and then we meet the family and i have in my notes all in caps because this is when i was confirmed that serena has a white dad and everybody's got a white parent um she then just it just starts the descent like she's just like telling her sister that she's like i feel like i'm just catching up to his feelings and i'm and then her she corrects her sister when her sister's like well you're falling in love with him she's like i'm falling for him (laughs) like the love level is so specific it is a point at this game right you know what i mean like she's like no no no, don't worry i'm not at that love level yet i'm only at this love level and this is sorry yeah so i had got ahead of myself before because this is where you realize that serena is like okay so serena really is just like a real bitch like she does not fuck decorum like fuck the unspoken rules of the show she's like i don't i got the ick man what's Uh, up yeah and then this is when the sister's like you're in your head and i'm like oh thank you for confirming that serena is a virgo moon because every virgo moon i know is just like this where serena's just like oh my god i don't know i'm just thinking about it like it's just like thinking herself out of the relationship like and not to say that she shouldn't be like if she knows she it's not matt like good but it's like again she's she's sitting there like like it's it, it's it's it is possible making her head spin and then the mom kind of said the same thing she mom is asking questions like does he intellectually stimulate you oh that sounds like a gemini rising gasp um (laughs) and she's just like this is okay oh another thing i want to talk about with serena uh so this is when the mom says uh she's like talking about the ex and serena starts talking about that ex that she mentioned in her ptc about how the ex and her were together for five years and then they broke up or whatever and it was like this whole thing this whole thing was showing me the scorpio and her scorpios need to tell themselves like they need to remind themselves that when you date someone for a very long time it's going to take you some time to get over that person and I don't think Serena's over her ex. And I think that this was a whole situation of her like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, I just got dumped. Like, fuck that guy. Five years. What the fuck? I'm just going to go on the show. Like, this guy's hot. And then she got here and it's like, I can't stop thinking about my ex. This was her rebound. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. like, it, it doesn't process as a rebound because it's not like your typical one it's night a, yeah, right. type of like, rebound. She didn't get fuck him and like, whatever, but- but her sitting there and her thinking matt james that was the rebound because the other thing never sticks yeah it never sticks and the other thing too is that if you notice serena has fun with him at all of the points that they're doing fun things but then the second they have real conversation or tantric yoga where they're face to face and he's trying to kiss her and it'd be romantic she's like no yeah she's like no no thanks like I, I she agree. really was like, I like him as a friend and I'm going to stick around as long as possible, but I can't fake being in love with him. Yeah. And I'm, which is real again. Completely agree. One. So she essentially, yeah, she cries about the ex and she's like, I was so sure. And then I was wrong. And I was like, mm. and, I, <laughs> and honestly, 
So obviously, no matter what, the producers are frank inviting everything. But this to me felt like we were only getting a piece of a phrase because I was so sure and then I was wrong. It makes me think she was saying, I was so sure that I was over my ex and I think I'm wrong. But it was uh, the it was talking about like, and maybe, you know, I thought I was over him. I was so sure. And then I was wrong. So who knows? That's just, I, be, I think that that's a brain. really fair. The, I, I, the, the show didn't want to truly be like, oh, she's literally just not into him and she's into the ex. Like, fuck, that's going to look bad. Okay. We got to make it look like well, she's just got the ex and she doesn't want to do it confuses me because like you that makes sense to me right like I can I can follow that logic and I'm on board like I can ride that train with you but then you think about the fact that they gave Serena that moment of being like I'm gonna walk you out and put you in a car and send you away like it's obvious that you know what I mean like at the end they made it obvious that it was I'm just not that into you yep you know so it's like you're just not my person but like it's so weird that they like I don't want to say switched it up, but like switched the vibes up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if they were going to go that route, they should have like committed to it. But I agree with what you're saying that like, it was not, I don't think it was Matt. I think it was like a culmination of like, oh fuck, I'm in over my head and I maybe should not be where I'm at right now. Yeah. And well, and then they talk after the thing and Serena, it's just so funny. Serena, like it almost as if she was like, I'm the bachelorette now. <laughs> I she was like, it. yeah, she was like, I have a lot of thinking to do. And this is like my <laughs> own, this is my own stuff to deal with, Matt. And she's like, he's like, what? <laughs> and then after the dates, this is okay. Obviously, we heard that they were gonna cut Chris Harrison out, but at least cut him out gracefully and don't drop me in in the middle of a conversation where it's like, what? It made no sense. Like, also, like, you could have cut the front stuff and, like, but this conversation I just dropped in and I was like, what is happening? We're only getting the Matt line. It was so stupid. Editing in this show sometimes blows my mind given the fact that, like, they could have the best. It's like when you see the Kardashians. They just gave up. They were like, fuck it. We'll we'll cut them out, whatever. But it's like when you see the Kardashians with, like, shitty Photoshop and it's like, you have the money to hire the best people. Why are your interns posting these like obviously Photoshop photos? And it's like ABC, like you have the money and the resources to get the best fucking editors. Why is your shit so sloppy? Yeah, it was unfortunate. And, but whatever, they're talking about dumb shit. It doesn't even matter too. Like they could have just <laughs> cut this conversation. Agreed. They really could have cut the conversation and jumped straight Commit to, to it. Serena talking to it, talking. But all they did was the, the only reason they included this was to make it seem like, Oh, Matt, are you afraid that other women would do this to you? I mean, yeah, he is. Of course he is. Right. But whatever. And then again, jumps straight to this. And it's so funny. This is like the reverse. Matt does a knock knock to Serena and goes to talk to her. And it's not the other way around. She's the bachelorette. She's the bachelorette. (laughs) And then he basically tries to convince her to stay. And she's like, nah. That she says he, he says he's like we've spent most of the time together the most time together I've seen you the most like and she's just like he goes she's just like nah like we started with feelings I had this connection we had this but I don't have it anymore and then he, yeah this is when he has his com- comfortable tongue face just can't keep it in 
Uh, and then she goes, she goes, it's more than just being scared. It comes down to the fact that I don't think you're my person. Oh, God. No fucking fair point, but you never see that direct of a dump on uh except for the except for the bachelor to the contestants like he will say i just think it's a person but this way yeah no the like matt did a knock knock serena dumped him and then matt left and then matt left in a car and drove away like it was as if this was his moment you know what this was you know what this was this was as if this was the producers being like you know what we're gonna make it seem like we're gonna make it know what it would have felt like if you were the contestant you didn't get to do that matt him the one off we'll put you we'll give you we'll give you your moment in the limo to cry leaving this after you get dumped. perspective <laughs> um put you in their shoes i i can't remember what i was gonna say now. they were no. sitting on that couch and they were just like at each other and i have that picture on the story it's so funny because it is the sagittarius I firmly believe this. I think that Sagittarius and Scorpio can work sometimes, but like they both had a Venus and Sag. Like I just, Scorpio and Sagittarius don't tend to work out like very well. They usually want different things. And this is clear. Like they just wanted different things. And but they're both just sitting there on the couch. Like mm, Serena's just like, Ugh. like they're just not happy. Oh God. Oh, I, I, I fucking love it. I know that we mentioned... I don't know what prompted it and I don't remember what episode we referenced it in but we talked about the fact that like there was something Matt James did that gave us the air or maybe me I don't want to speak for you but gave me the air of like he forgets that being the bachelor does not make him automatically desirable like the women still have to like you like you don't just get your free choice of the women that are here because you're the lead like they still have to have chemistry with you as well and I think that like him getting dumped by Kit and then him getting dumped by Serena two women that are just like we don't really see it with you sorry like I think that that is a bruise to the ego that he wasn't expecting especially this close to the end and I think it's you know what's funny is Matt has there have now been two self-eliminations and I kind of wonder if we will see more the most that has ever happened in a single season i already saw this on i think it was bachelor data um has was juan pablo season with four women uh but i could see both the other women oh god it would be amazing because tbh that happens a lot to sagittarius unless they're like such assholes that they're like fuck you i'm like oh be free by like most of the time sagittarius people get kind of stuck in a relationship and find a we don't know how to find a, their way out and then just they're like you know what yeah okay it's over now or something like they just like find a way to weirdly leave it oh, whatever i lost my train of thought anyway yeah they break <laughs> up whatever and then it's the rose ceremony and we literally get the shot as like matt's crying we get the shot of the women walking into nema colon for the rose ceremony and then rachel and brie hold hands and i was annoyed um like ew um and yeah well so this scene of the women prior to matt entering um the scene of the women being like where is serena like have you talked to her yeah today? they're like, all whispering today? this is what i was gonna say earlier like i was just like but when i said like we'll talk about it later in the rose ceremony i think that 
it's this makes it clear to me my perspective that Matt probably had one of the strongest connections with Serena to the point where the other women noticed it and the other women couldn't understand why she wasn't there because they knew they're like he has an incredibly strong he like we we know that he likes her a lot she was the only one that got two one-on-ones which you know he apparently has been at was the one asking for this season so he made it to see her twice the other women have to know that he's got some kind of very serious yeah and they all kind of said it to them like did she leave i want to i want to whisper because they all were whispering and it really was like watching asmr they were like where's serena did do you think did did you talk to her today did you see doctor yet do you know where she is yeah (laughs) oh god but yeah and i think it was funny though because gemini too gemini michelle is the one she's like she's the one asking all the questions she's like she asked him, um, yeah, the hot gossip. What's but the tea? I think it was, yeah, that she's like, what's the tea? What's the goss? Because yeah, again, yeah, you're right. And I, they must have also Scorpio Serena must not have told them any of that. She was definitely not telling anybody, you know, because also fucking smart Serena to not tell anyone because the second you fucking tell one of the other women, I don't know. I just like, I'm not sure like how I feel about him. And I feel like I'm catching up. They all, the women would be like, oh my God, Matt, Serena. Like, I just, I really love you, Matt. I just like really care about you. <laughs> and I just don't think that Serena does. Rachel, they cute Rachel Maybe. crying, fake tears, whatever. So then they have the rose ceremony, Matt Mopes. <laughs> and then, Mopes, uh, yeah, they, Chris Harrison, tries to scare him again do you think the other women are you afraid he's like okay sure yeah i guess i'm having doubts and i was just like this is boring drama <laughs> then matt this is like in- where it gets boring because they're intentionally trying to stress him out because yeah because they have to fill episode time again we could have known what happened to Sid michelle two years ago but <laughs> alas give us the tapes abc give us the tapes <laughs> but anyway then we uh give out the rose roses and it goes michelle first rachel second and brie last and brie noted it she noted it she knows she was like it's so weird not getting the first rose like she knows the importance of the first rose and it's actually was weird like she's pretty much gotten the first rose like most rose ceremonies like i am surprised and uh i wonder if so this is why i wish we had an accurate account of how these roses are given out selected and all the things right because every time we hear somebody talk about how rose ceremonies work it's a different fucking story until people pick up and like run with whatever story is out right now you know what i mean like yeah all of a sudden someone posts a tiktok or a tweet about the fact that the roses have the names on them and then all of a sudden everyone's like yeah the roses totally do have the names on them and bo- and it's like fucking weird um show me where and i guess yeah they always look down <laughs> yeah and that was it though it was like they always I look down at the rose but i think it's just because of the contemplation they're like i think they're instructed to i think it's it for dramatic effect the producers are like yeah sure like look down again. i don't I, think that it, but I, how could you right. write on that tiny rose stem there's no leaves on the roses right can, but like come I, on. I, people I need glasses However, it's actually done. I just want to know how it's actually done because like for all you know, Matt was so dist- for all we know, not you, but like for all we know, 
it's completely and totally random. And Matt was so fucking distraught over the fact that Serena was leaving that he just called the women in some random order and it didn't actually I mean, he mean called anything. them in the order left to right. Right, exactly. So like- His for, view, so- Whether it's it, like producers yeah. telling him to do it that way and it was meant to be intentional, whether it's never, int- whatever it, it, it may be. I wish that we had yeah, an accurate right. telling of how this shit works because like I, w- I would buy that. <laughs> If someone turned around and said there's three women left and they were all getting a rose. So we told him just like, there's fucking three of them. But yeah. Okay, cool. And then next week is the women tell, oh, oh yeah, wait, I have one thing. Rachel talks about being nervous now. And then she's like, she has this really weird face like happening in the group. She's like holding her rose. She's looking at Matt like this. Cause she's special remember but with like Shannon, weird conniving look it was very strange maybe she i'm reading into it projecting, well, but. no i don't think you're projecting i think that that's probably what she was trying to do but it's probably with the same type of energy yeah. in which anna thought that she was being oh my god she's looking she's at like, him like i am giving him face play so that he gives me a rose <laughs> so you know so what funny. i mean like if anna can think that she's being like sexy and like come hither with the with her face the way that it was i could believe that rachel thought that she was serving like seductress yeah definitely well but that's just i i don't know why i'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt but we just uh, i don't know whatever fucking fucking rachel all right next week is fucking not fantasy suites next week is women tell all which honestly sure it'll be intriguing honestly because of uh it'll be fun to revisit all these dumb bitches but will it i don't know will i be annoyed or will i not be annoyed who knows? TBD. But I saw what you got out and I'm more t- excited to talk about that because the other preview was just all of the rest of the season. I don't care. Whatever. Drama. So I can't find my black marker, so I'm going to find it while oh. you get this. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Get your lowdown. Oh. Oh, on the game? Because, oh my God. On the game, baby. What else? All right. So remember how I was talking about the Virgo Midheaven and, and Matt's Virgo Jupiter. Yeah. So to have a virgo midheaven for the most part you are most likely a sagittarius rising and the more i've thought about it i actually think matt is a set no way yeah no i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it right the fuck now okay and i have reasons so I think Matt's whole fucking chart. So, oh my God. Sagittarius rising, his whole Sagittarius stellium in the first house, which is why he is very blunt. He is just kind of like who he is. He's not really giving us, he's not trying to hide himself, but he's not exactly telling us a lot about it. Like, it's like, whatever, in and out. He's pretty much just open with, that's like all we get, right? So, the only other planets in his chart, other than his Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, because those are generational planets and we all have that, right? So mm-hmm. Libra, Venus, if he's a Sagittarius rising, Libra, Venus would be in the 11th house. I've read a chart of a friend of mine uh, who was on Are You the One on MTV. Uh, she has a lot of 11th house placements. And Venus in the 11th house is very much uh i met my more romantic partner on a reality show <laughs> so the 11th house okay the 11th house rules 
community. And when I say community, I necessarily mean the community that we project ourselves to. So if you think about the 10th house, I said the 10th house being the midheaven. And I put this up because it is the highest like straight line of the chart of your chart. The, when you look at it in the circle, the midheaven being in Virgo would put the 11th house in Libra. So the midheaven is where we are doing our career or whatever. So in, in Matt's case, the midheaven is the show. That's where he, he is putting himself on a show in the public, out in the public view. The 11th house is us watching him. It is the audience. It is the viewers. It is his, his friends who comment on it. It's his Instagram followers. It is all of that. Like 11th house is social media. And having a Libra 11th house means you are really amicable to people. You are very like Venus too in that house is very much like, I have a lot of friends who love me because of the people I like, like his best friend, Tyler, his basically bromance has gotten him onto a fucking TV show. Like it really makes sense to me. And then his, so Virgo Jupiter would be in the 10th house, Jupiter on the midheaven. He literally shows us his like biggest personality trait, especially on Instagram, his 10th house, right? Is like fucking partying with Tyler, like doing bro shit, but also Virgo midheaven he does try to like help people. Like he's trying to somewhat have a kind of like nonprofit for profit, whatever the fuck he's trying to do things for kids. And that's a very Virgo thing too. A very like helping the community. And again, helping the community because Venus in the 11th, he loves this community. So, and then what that would put his, the only other thing I'm thinking of is his Aquarius Saturn would be third house. I could see that Saturn. (laughs) Wait, oh okay shout out to one of my babes uh jake's astrology on instagram i adore jake and i remember one time we were talking about saturn in the third house and we were just we were very joke like constantly talking in jokes and drags like it's just whatever but he goes saturn in the third house sounds a bit stupid to me what did i say look and that sounds really rude and i do not want to shade anybody with saturn in the third house it's just more of like saturn makes things slows things down sometimes and third house is kind of like again we were talking about this earlier third house is where we have schooling and learning and all that stuff and so i just (coughs) if the shoe fits matt (laughs) so that's um that is my official read on Matt is I think that he's a Sagittarius sun, moon, and rising. Interesting. And I can't believe we've made it to this point. <laughs> uh, I want it. I want that to be true just because I, I know, think that okay. would be... I know because my analysis was just Glorious. so good. <laughs> no, I think that would be like fucking magic. If Matt James turned out, Matt James is like, I'm, I'm a purebred Sagittarius. Purebred. <laughs> well, hey, he and he and Bree, all her shit falling in his first house, and they're both like, he sees me. They we see each other. We vibe. I could see it. The only other thing, though, so if I think about it, the only other thing I could see, really, at, realistically, at this point, is him I'm having. Putting my marker down. 
him having Venus in the Venus in the first house, aka Libra rising, his Sagittarius stellium in the eleventh house, aka being a very public figure or whatever on TV on a reality show, which would put him as an Aquarius rising. But I can't see. I can't really see him having Saturn on the ascendant and him being ruled by Saturn. That doesn't, he, I mean, he guess he says he's always been working, but that gives me more of a earth midheaven. So maybe he's an Aquarius midheaven and is instead a Taurus rising. No, but I don't see that. I mean, ruled by Libra Venus, maybe. I don't know, rabbit holing at this point. But at this point, I can only see a couple of options based on like, his Sagittarius stellium and those few other planets, like where that would fall. So based on the actual like math of his chart. Yeah. Based on the house. Cause that's why I was like with the Sagittarius stellium and stellium for anybody listening is just a concentration of planets or some, a concentration of planets in a house. So for instance, Matt, since he has sun, moon, or most maybe moon, but probably moon, sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, all that's five planets in Sagittarius. That is a Sagittarius stellium. But that also will be eventually whatever house in his chart that falls in will also be a like first house stellium or a second house stellium or whatever. So if you have three or more planets in one house, and three or more planets in one sign that is a stellium. So um, anyway, so because, yeah, like because of the math of his chart, I just can't, I could see him having a lot of seventh house action because seventh house is house of relationships. Obviously he is very public about relationships. A lot of 10th house action because he is a very public person. A lot of 11th house action because of the reality show, the, the social media aspect. A lot of first house action because he is just himself. Or a lot of fifth house action because he is just a kind of a party boy. And that's like the fifth house is the house of like pleasurable, fun things that we do. So that would be, so let's see. Sagittarius fifth house would be probably a Leo rising. Maybe, could see it. That's been one of our guesses before. Uh, Libra. Libra rising, I could see because of Venus on the ascendant. I could see Venus on the midheaven, which would be Capricorn rising, but I don't see him being ruled by Saturn. That's my thing. I just don't think he's ruled by Saturn. I don't think he's that unconventional Aquarius dude. Oh my God. Whatever. I'll have more definitive. Yeah, we could keep talking about this as though the next three episodes go on because we'll I mean, have less to yeah, talk about. If in the fucking content. Matt James would just respond. Hey, Matt! <laughs> Please. Hi, James and Claire, Claire Crawley. Pretty please give me Claire. I know time. Claire. I know you're. I know you're listening. Claire, if you're Claire's mentioned. Listening. I know you're listening because Honestly. you can't help yourself. Um, okay, so I'm gonna show you, show you and tell you yes. what I wrote down with no explanation. Ooh. And now after what you've said, I don't feel very confident about it, which is That's why okay. I'm not going to give an explanation. But I'm just going to tell you what it is, and I'm just going to let you run with it, okay? Let's go. Sagittarius moon. Okay. Cancer rising. (laughs) And now tell me your thoughts. Wow. This one's spicy. So I could see cancer rising because he does seem to be a mama's boy. Um, 
Ha, that would make him ruled by the moon, and I could see him being ruled by a Sagittarius placement, no matter what. And that would be ruling him by Sagittarius moon. Uh, that would give him what a Saturn ruled seventh house. Sagittarius stellium would be in the sixth house. Uh, Cancer, Libra, Venus would be in the fourth house. I don't know if I can, if I can make the argument for the other planets how they would fall but it's like i know cancer rising men i know cancer rising men and i could see that so with with matt no doubt okay but hang on if he's a cancer rising then his midheaven could be an aries ruled by mars sag mars Mm -hmm. maybe maybe he's punched a hole in a wall every now and then i don't know maybe well many thoughts can't wait to see the next few episodes we're gonna get maybe some more like meat to some things right we get like fantasy suites it's always a good episode right well fantasy suites because i'm honestly more than anything i want they're gonna give somebody a treehouse date and i really just want to see it so i can go and find it that'd be dope i'm ready again back to i'm ready to go stay with nima colin in i I love the I'm getting vaccinated soon. Like, let's go. You're vaccinated. We're about- very proud of you. Let's I'm very fight. excited I'm- for you. Thank you very much again for helping me out. Um, New York City, uh, New York State, I guess, actually. Uh, if you are uh, eligible for the vaccine, which both uh, Olivia and I are, um, if you are eligible for the vaccine, you should Google about registering for it because that's the thing. That's the step I didn't know is that you have to like register somewhere into something. It doesn't even really say like it doesn't. It's just like a. It's almost like it's an it's arbitrary like a statewide database just to yeah just collect to like, information right because they don't even like they, they they then give you but it's like you have to do this registry so that then then it shows up. It gives you the places that you would be able to go to and when that would be able to, like what appointment you'd be able to get. So it's like, uh, so you register and then I have to go through and you fill out more forms to do the actual like signing up for the vaccine. But anyway, just uh, I highly recommend if you're eligible to do that and you did not know, just just Google registration and uh, registration for the vaccine in New York State. good. Like, you fill out all of that extra information from the comfort of your own home. That way, when you actually get to the vaccine site, it's literally yep. like you just oh, walk in and out. Check, check. Like you, like, there's a couple of checkpoints, but it's easy as fuck. Yeah. Easy, so easy. wow. Well, anyway. So again, thank you for that. And anybody listening, everybody get vaccinated so that we can like have a life again. Fuck. Like be responsible. Wear your masks in the meantime. Yes, please. And when you get vaccinated, still wear your mask because you're still a carrier. We yeah, we don't know what's going on, right? Like <laughs> you're uh, you're immune, but you can still carry it. Yeah, I just can't make you sick. So careful. So, all right. Follow us on all the platforms. Uh, do the roses align on Instagram? DTRAPod.com. You can follow Shannon at Astrology Chef. Me at Jessica Tula or PT Jess D on Twitter. Oh yeah, Subscribe. and I'm Astrology Chef on Twitter. Please follow me on Twitter. I'm lit. yeah, Shannon's so, funny. Astrology Chef Twitter for me is like living. I live my life on Twitter. So I'm on the Do the Roses Align Instagram all the time. But my Astrology Chef Instagram, like, follow me, please, because eventually I literally will do stuff there. But I'm just like. 
uh, whatever my like instagram i just tweet and i love twitter so yeah but uh and then also yeah subscribe to our youtube watch us on youtube and love you mean it <laughs> yay okay and uh everybody please uh dm claire to get her birthday uh also uh yeah for also but be persistent but don't harass but yeah like don't harass yeah but just like please everybody i just want small like hashtag dtra pod like hashtag or a star star find the fucking birth time um yeah so that's it for this week we will see you next week see you next wednesday bye guys